Good evening, folks, and welcome to tonight's episode of Black Project Gaming. Get read in at blackprojectgaming.com. I'm Vince, returning as your host and handler for this evening's session. Tonight, we continue our playthrough of Reverberations, a scenario written for the Delta Green role-playing game by Shane Ivey. For more information on Delta Green, please visit delta-green.com. Joining me are Brett as FBI Special Agent Gus Coldwell, Cami as Dr. Josephine McCarthy, Doug as Victor Mikhailov, Jack as Dr. Emily Mraz, and Sonia as Deputy U.S. Marshal Sarah Shockervorty. In our last episode, the agents of Working Group Jackdaw concluded their investigation into Sarah Garrison and the unnatural events surrounding the Bernier family. After disarming Sarah Garrison, Agent Coldwell searched her and found the key card to her storage unit. Dr. McCarthy called the police, who eventually responded and took Sarah into custody. Agent Coldwell spent the night in the hospital for observation, while the rest of the team promptly departed Tampa for Chicago. The next day, Jackdaw inspected Sarah's storage unit and found a strange waist-high blob of obsidian. With some quick research, Dr. McCarthy discovered this blob was known as the Stone of Yaz and was connected to the same mythology as the mark carved at the Bernier's door. Dr. Mraz touched the stone and instantly found herself inside the Bernier residence, as the shadow creature reported by Catherine. After exploring the home for a bit, Dr. Mraz thought of the storage unit and the agents that she left behind, resulting in her being transported back to Chicago. Agent Coldwell contacted the team's case officer, Martin Krantz, who dispatched a team to secure and transport the Stone of Yaz. Their mission complete, the men and women of Working Group Jackdaw returned home for some much-needed downtime. During their time off, they discovered news reports that the Bernier family had disappeared without a trace, and Dr. Mraz learned Sarah Garrison killed herself while in police custody. While still processing their apparent failure, the team received orders to report to Los Angeles, California, where they were tasked to investigate the resurgence of a hallucinogen known as Reverb. Reverb hadn't been encountered since the 1990s, when Chocho street gangs used to push it in mass quantities, and Delta Green was interested in whether or not this new iteration of the drug had any unnatural effects. And that is where we will begin tonight's session. So, uh, yeah, uh, Krantz takes his leave of you guys. Uh, you're now in your hotel room. You kind of had a good uh, plan sorted out. Uh, your plan was to um, essentially, I believe, Victor, I believe everybody was going to head over to the DEA and meet with the supervisory special agent in charge of the DEA um, or the Southern California Drug Task Force, which is managed by the DEA, and just see what exactly it is they've got, uh, if any information that could be of use to you. Can I ask um, you a quick question, uh, Vince? Sure. Is there a particular reason why uh, we're playing in 2016 rather than in the current day? Yes. Uh, That's all I need to know. I don't need to know any specific details. I was just curious. About yeah, that. no, it's simply due to um, how the campaign timeline shakes out. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, so also, I, I think um, that Josephine uh, and Victor, if I'm not mistaken, had had asked to stay behind, or we'd like, and I. I we were trying to cross-reference uh, any kind of um, uh, either like local ta like folk tales or gossip or anything like that uh, connected to Reverb, whether it was like in any police reports or even if it was on like like kind of like you know um, even like searching YouTube channels for like urban myths, um, you know things like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, Victor, uh, are you like are you just going to do some um, like basic open source 
internet searches? Are you going to actually try to actively hack anything? What's your, how would you like to do that? I mean, I was thinking of starting with uh, basic open source internet searches, uh, okay. places like uh, Nita, uh, Arrowhead, Third Wave, and uh, places like that. Um, sure, yeah. Um, and um, while the team is in transit, to um, the Southern California Drug Task Force, which is in downtown LA, it's in the federal building. Um, you're easily able to find some user accounts online. Nothing too terribly in depth, um, but what you are able to find pretty much indicates that it gets you high, but it does more than that. It makes time feel like it stretches and feels like you repeat the same instant over and over again. Um, it makes dancing and especially sex better than they've experienced on other drugs to include MDMA um, and, and forms of ecstasy. And it feels like the high can never really end. Um, it's very popular among the club scene, especially since it is still considered a, um, it hasn't been scheduled by the DEA yet. So it's not technically illegal. It's not a schedule one or anything substance. Uh, so lots and lots of people are, are trying to get their hands on it. It seems to be dealt in limited quantities. It seems to be difficult to find. There's usually only one or two sources that most people can find it through. Um, but uh, those that do get their hands on it can't stop talking about how amazing it is. Okay. Um, so I would think, I mean, this was, and all this information is back from the 90s or is this more current? This is current. This is current information. Okay. You can't, okay. Find, you can't find anything that goes back earlier than, um, honestly, the beginning of the year. Okay, so it uh, makes time feel like it's stretching and repeating, you said? Yep, exactly. So it feels like it, like even just the passage of a, of a single minute um, it is just expanded to the point where it feels much, much longer than it normally would be. And it also, um, you said it has some effects like MDMA or... Yeah, so um, at least in your experience, especially with your... your um, you know, dealing with nootropics and with, uh, I, I would assume some hallucinogens, um, mm -hmm. and the like, it is, it definitely has an effect like MDMA, but it's stronger and more sustained than MDMA. And, um, like the, the sex, the dancing, the physical contact is similar to MDMA, but it's, m uh, much more pronounced in that effect. It's stronger. They feel. Okay. Okay. Almost like, uh, it might enable, people to make uh, mental connections not to that point like nothing where you're feeling like a, a deeper level of mental intimacy with someone um, just that mm -hmm. it's uh -huh. it's the physical sensations and, and because time itself is stretching um, it makes those those moments and those intimate physical connections that much uh, more prolonged and much more intense if that makes sense okay all right yeah I mean so yeah. like to, to, so like a sex session that would last 20 minutes on MDMA feels like it's lasting two hours. All right, cool. Once again, drugs helping you to uh, overperform in your mind? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Um, Vince, I was wondering if I could um, maybe give like a call to somebody that I used to work with when I was doing drug enforcement stuff and just ask them if they know anybody that works in that area out in Los Angeles to see if I can get like a, like an inn somewhere or someone I can talk 
Absolutely, yeah. Um, who would you like to call? Um, I, I just like a, a, we'll say like a friend of mine that I, I used to work with uh, when I was doing that kind of thing. Sure. Um, we'll say um, his name will be his name will be Bob Bob Bobby. Bobby. His name is Bobby. Bobby. Cool. All right. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown is his name. Bobby Brown. We'll say you call. Uh, you're able to get a hold of, of uh, Agent Bobby Brown. I'm assuming uh, Emily is the one who has rented the car and is, uh, as such, is driving that vehicle. Uh, yes, I'm, uh, I have uh, given you all the privilege of uh, sharing a car with me. Um, Excellent. So be thankful. Uh, this, this kind of generosity does not come lightly. It's a big deal. Um, so yeah, well, Emily is driving and navigating to uh, downtown Los Angeles. And of course, it's going to take some time because it is. Los Angeles. Um, Agent Colwell, you are able to get a hold of uh, Agent Bobby Brown with the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation, who is currently assigned to the Atlanta, Georgia field office. Um, but uh, yeah, you get, you get him on the, on, on the phone. I just remembered why the name Bobby Brown popped into my brain and who he is, and ugh, I'm, <laughs> I'm upset I picked that name. Let, let's go with uh, let's go with Special Agent Isaac Campos. How's that? Oh, Perfect. no, it's Bobby Brown. It's Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. <That's... laughs> oh, Bobby Brown. Damn. <laughs> okay. Call him Robert. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll say he goes by... Um, he goes by Ray. Middle initial Ray. Ray Brown. But anyway, you get a hold of this guy. Uh, hi, Ray. How are you doing? Hey, Gus, man. It's been a while. How you been? It has been a very long time. And for that, I do apologize. And I hate it that the the way that I'm contacting you now is for a work thing. Uh, unfortunately, though, this is not a social call. Do you have a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was wondering, do you know anybody uh, out in Los Angeles uh, that has anything to do with the drug scene? Oh, you work in the drug task force again, man? Uh, it's more like a special assignment uh, than an actual recommitment. I don't think I could do that work on a regular basis again. What y'all do is too much for me, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> believe me, man, I get it. I'm uh, thinking of transferring out myself. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you, you just looking for anybody in particular? You're looking for DEA, FBI? Uh, I just think anybody that you uh, know that you think is... Well, not trustworthy. I guess we're all relatively trustworthy. But anybody that you know that's got their head screwed on right. Anybody that's, you know, dug in deep and knows what they're doing. Yeah, you know, uh, now that I think about it, there was this guy I worked with out there, uh, at least uh, down in Texas. He was out of El Paso a few years back. Uh, I think he's actually out your way now. His name is uh, Hector Munoz. He's with DEA. Um, last I heard, though, the guy's undercover. So uh, not sure how much of a good time we're going to have getting a hold of him. But uh, it's worth a shot. All right, I'll poke my nose around. Hey, man, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Where are you stationed these days? Oh, man, I'm out in Atlanta. They got me working. Uh, they got me working some crimes against children stuff. So, you said you're in LA? No, Atlanta. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, uh, I I do that most of the time as well. It's a tough beat. But uh, next time I'm in Atlanta, I will definitely hit you and the wife. Yeah, please do, man. We'll all go out. We'll get some beers. That sounds fantastic. Hey, you take care of yourself, Gus. You stay safe out there, all right? Yeah, no problem. Tell Whitney I say hello. Hey, will do. You do the same, all right? Tell Danica we say hey. Sounds good. All right, see you, Gus. 
I don't know. Or do I say goodbye? I, like in TV shows, they always just hang up the phone. Nobody ever does that. I don't know why they do that. But like, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's not a specifically police officer thing? Uh, most assuredly not, no. <laughs> Unless I'm overly friendly. I don't know. Uh-huh. All right, so yeah. Okay. Uh, looks like I got us uh, maybe a foot in the door in the DEA. Uh, I'm not sure how, how well it's going to pan out, but we might get something. Where are we headed right now? We're heading to the federal building, aren't we? Like the federal office? Uh, I'm asking out of character. Uh, yeah, I believe that was the plan. You guys were going to, because that was really the only lead at this point, is that the um, the DEA in the uh, in the city has uh, stumbled across this reverb, but because it's not illegal yet, it's kind of very much on the back burner. The big thing they have noticed is that, um, excuse me, or at least per what Martin was saying, is that dealers have been disappearing, and the main um, nexus is the fact that they've all dabbled in some way, shape, or form with reverb. Uh, well, in character, I will tell uh, Gus this. Um, uh, you get to use your charm to uh, see if any of these, uh, these uh, LA detectives, anyone in the LAPD knows anything about it. Oh, all right. Okay. I don't feel like my, my southern swag has as much sway out this direction, but we'll give it a go, I guess. So, Gus, with your with your experience with drug uh, task forces and similar investigations in the past, um, you know that the Southern California Drug Task Force is is one of the largest in the country. Uh, Los Angeles is what's considered a high intensity drug trafficking area, and as such, it receives a lot of federal attention and funding. So, the SCDTF is run by the DEA, but it's got members from pretty much every federal agency on it, um, assisting with investigations. Um, you've got FBI, DEA, Homeland Security, um, you've got Marshals, you've got LAPD and uh, LA County Sheriff's Office. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's, you know, granted you're the, the supervisory special agent is DEA, but you're probably not going to have too much of a hard time at least making contact with somebody. Okay, cool. Um, by the way, Gus knows all that stuff, but I'm never going to remember it, so I might have to ask you. Um, Please do. That's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. Yep. Okay. My my cool. job is to be here and tell you what your character would know based on their job. Rad. Uh, so uh, Gus eloquently tells Emily all of those things. I don't think we'll have too hard of a time making a contact or anything. Oh. Uh, just uh, keep smiling, and uh, I turn to him, kind of give him like a. A, a little bit of a forced smile, but I'm wearing sunglasses, so there's no real expression. Uh, and I turn back to the road. Hey, you know, you don't have to smile if you don't want to. That's fine. It's not required. I don't say anything back. <laughs> All right. So weird. And then Do you say that out loud? <laughs> yeah. I kind of cock my head. Uh, I don't even cock my head. I just kind of like... Uh, uh, I kind of... Like my, my the corner of my lips curl up a bit, and I uh, keep going, keep driving. It's a strong look, I dig it. All right, away we go. Uh, Sarah's in the car with us, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sarah, being her typical stoic, strong and silent, she has self. nothing to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> I'm just picturing her like sharpening a knife or like polishing a gun or something in the back seat. Oh, she's on her phone. So slightly more normal than polishing a knife or, sh- or polishing her gun or sharpening a knife. She's like the moody teenager uh, to our mom and dad situation. <laughs> She's watching YouTube videos on how to properly clean a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that she knows by heart. Knife making videos. 
making a not even uh, making videos. I might actually like, yep, that might be what she's doing. <laughs> oh, I like it. I dig it. How to make uh, a how to make a machete out of a loaf of bread? <laughs> I guess it's gonna stare out the window and miss Joe a lot. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Work, uh, work bay. Work bay for sure. Uh oh. All right. So uh, we'll say for the purposes of brevity, you guys navigate the uh, labyrinthine Los Angeles traffic and uh, eventually find your way to the federal building in downtown Los Angeles. Um, the signs in the lobby point you in the direction of the DEA and the SCDTF. And uh, you guys ride the elevator up. And of course, you know, per usual policy in most law enforcement buildings, there is a uh, reception area a desk manned by a receptionist or a secretary. Um, and it's a, it's a young man in his 20s, uh, late 20s, uh, close crop brown hair, glasses, looks up and says, uh, yeah, hi, what can I do for you? Uh, hi there, young man. I was wondering uh, if you could point me in the direction of who I would speak to in this department um, concerning an active uh, drug case that I've been sent to investigate. I am uh, Special Agent Augustus Coldwell with the FBI. Uh, here are my associates, Deputy U.S. Marshal Sarah Chakraborty uh, and Dr. Emily Moraes. Oh, hey, yeah. Um, do you mind if I see your all's credentials real quick? Mm, sure. I just look him over and say, uh, yeah, give me a sec. And he picks up the phone. Uh, and hug- yeah, would, what, would I give anything of his credentials or... Yeah, you would have um, you would have like uh, either like a contractor ID or contractor credentials that would identify you as an employee of the agency, but not necessarily an agent. Okay, would they have given that to me or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, got it. You just carry around a framed copy of your PhD. Uh, it's actually kind of in a, like a scroll case, so I'm just gonna whip it out. Oh, that's nice. That's good. I like that. Um, so yeah, they speak in hushed tones, uh, and eventually a. Um, a tall uh, African-American woman, uh, you would say probably in her mid to late 30s at the outset. Um, brown hair pulled into a, uh, a bun at the rear of her head. Brown eyes, um, very professionally dressed, um, wearing a, uh, a pantsuit, but with the uh, without the blazer. Blazer's probably on the back of a chair somewhere. Um, wearing a shoulder holster and uh, comes up and says... Uh, yeah, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Special Agent Roberta Pearson. I hear you're with the FBI. Uh, yes, Agent Pearson. Uh, I'm Agent Coldwell. Uh, this is Deputy U.S. Marshal uh, Chakraborty. I think she just prefers to go by Sarah. And Dr. Uh, Mraz as well. Well, it's good to meet you guys. Why don't you come on back? Uh, we'll sit down in my office. Uh, can I ask a question? Is it very often that uh, agents would go by their fir- their first name? Is that a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, professional courtesy, for sure. Like, you know, when, once okay. you've introduced yourselves to each other, yeah, you usually end up either go by first name or last name in some cases. Okay. Uh, you can call me Gus, but yeah, uh, please lead the way. All right. And you all follow her back to her office. It's in a corner, um, and you, you kind of navigate through the rest of the area, and there's a bunch of bullpens. Uh, they're essentially cubicles set up, you know, small cubicles for each individual agent. Um, you've got FBI in one area, Homeland Security in another, etc. A um, lot of activity, very busy. Most guys are in plain clothes. You don't see a lot of suits in the area. Most are wearing just very dressed down, casual attire, jeans, uh, hiking boots, sneakers, you know, button down shirts to conceal, stuff like that. A um, lot of activity. But you follow her back and her office is in a corner, uh, clear plate glass windows kind of overlooking the bullpen area. 
but she kind of steps to the side, opens the door for you all, lets you in, um, and gestures for you to have a seat before she sits down behind her desk. Um, so what does that can do for you? Um, I was told that you guys are working a, a drug case. Yeah, have you, um, uh, first off, um, have you ever heard of a, a, an agent by the name of Hector Muniz? Oh yeah, Munoz. He's uh, he is one of our uh, UC guys, and you know that means undercover. Uh, is he currently working a UC mission at the moment? Uh, he is, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we've got him in with the uh, with uh, Barrio Azteca, which is a uh, Gus you recognize as a uh, Mexican street gang. Serious business. All right. Uh, I was just wondering, friend of a friend, that I would say hello. Um, we are here uh, looking into something by the name of Reverb, and I was wondering if you could help us out with any uh, any information at all. Have you run across it? Uh, yeah, actually, we've, we've wrapped up a couple dealers uh, on the streets. I mean, listen, uh, I don't know if you've been in Los Angeles long or how much you've dealt with out here, but our primary focuses at this point are methamphetamine, cocaine, heroin, and marijuana. Uh, Reverb is none of those things. In fact, it's not even on DEA's radar, so... Most of the dealers we've wrapped up, they've been dealing typically in, uh, in uh, heroin or prescription over-the-counter uh, opiates. And, uh, but usually, for whatever reason or another, we found them in position of uh, some reverb, too. Yeah, we're not, uh, we're not here to get in the way of that by any means. We're just here to kind of evaluate the drug itself and see if it's a danger to the populace and whether or not we kind of need to get it off the streets. That's what, that's what we're here for. Um, oh, so you guys, are, is there any, you guys is, are with the study, then? Yes. Yes. Uh, what? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm a bit newer to the to the uh, to this. Actually, um, could you remind me what the study is? Uh, Doctor Moraz has a contract. Oh yeah. No, of course. Um, well, my understanding oh, yeah. is that uh, my understanding was that DEA, FBI were teaming up to, I don't know, sponsor some kind of study of reverb, see if it needs to be something we need to pay more attention to. I mean, we certainly don't have the resources to look into it, so any help you all can provide is much appreciated. Absolutely, I, uh, I was actually uh, brought into, um, and I kind of I'm, I'm looking, sort of trying to like look to Gus as I'm sort of coming up with this, uh, but I have my sunglasses, uh, have my sunglasses on still. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I was actually brought in to uh, consult with some of the uh, uh, any. Uh, users, uh, we've uh, we've heard about some uh, different side effects, and I just wanted to get some uh, in-person data. Doctor um, Moraz is here to, for a psychological Locker. consult on the um, users of Reverb. Yeah, the effects of the drug itself to see if there's any long-term psychological effects. Uh, I myself am just trying to see how it's spread, how quickly, where it's going, who's giving it out, and who's buying it. Sure. And Sarah's just here to scare the shit out of anybody that comes in our way. Basically. I like it. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, just to give you some um, insight, I mean, from what we can tell, most of it seems to be spreading out from the Chinatown area. Um, most of the dealers we've caught have been of the uh, Chocho <clears throat> persuasion uh, here locally. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got, uh, we found Mexicans with it, we found blacks with it, we found uh, everybody with it at some point, but it seems to be mainly focusing in that Chinatown district and spreading out. Chinatown it is. 
Okay. Um, do you have any of the uh, the dealers that had it currently in custody, or did you find out where they got it from? Uh, as of right now, no. Um, most of the dealers we've got are, uh, I don't know if you worked drug cases before, but uh, these guys out here, oh, go ahead. I did actually, uh, but it was in it was in New Orleans. Well, you guys had some cartel activity down there, from what I can remember. Uh, but regardless, we've got old school cartel out here. We've got Sinaloa, we've got Juarez. Um, most of the dealers out here are either hardcore trigger pullers for these guys, or they don't want to get on their bad side. So talking is not exactly in their best interests. Yeah, no, I figured it was a long shot. Thought I'd check just in case. Well, I'll tell you what, if uh, we wrap anybody else up that uh, we think might be pushing this stuff, we'll give you a call. Yeah, please do. I would love to just have a quick conversation with them if it's at all possible. Not not if it's going to bother you guys or get in your way. That's the very last thing that I want to do. But if it's easy to if it's easy to manage, then I would appreciate it. Of course, yeah. If, uh, if anything pops up on our radar, we'll be sure to give you a call and uh, we'll give you an opportunity to take a stab at them. Um, the other thing, a couple of the other dealers we picked up, uh, they're, they're being processed right now, or have been processed, I'm sorry. Um, we picked them up outside of Studio Over, Overgram. It's a club uh, not too far from Chinatown. I can give you the address, but uh, that may be a good place to start. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I wouldn't mind the address, but can I ask you a quick question about the club first before I kind of uh, head on over there? Yeah, sure. Uh, would a six foot one white dude in a suit and a cowboy hat stand out? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought, yeah. All right. We're going to have to come at this from a different angle, I think. Uh, but thank I you. I might not uh, stand out, but that's a different story. Uh, we'll take the information and we'll, we'll kind of run from there. You might not. I don't know. I don't know what the, what the, um, regular clientele of that place would look like. Not a cowboy bar. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a shame but uh yeah i mean the big thing is from what we're hearing a lot of people are going missing on that we're connected to this stuff i don't know if it's the cartels or if it's the street gangs cleaning up shop taking out snitches i don't know uh but ever since this reverb stuff started hitting our radar folks just started popping off aside from the the connection to reverb is there any uh, are there any patterns that you've or your agents have noticed um, whether it's location or, or, or background not really no um, the one common factor is that they're either using or dealing reverb I heard it's kind of hard to get yeah it's definitely not as prevalent as uh, any of those other drugs but uh, it's making it's in high in demand, um, but we don't see a lot of folks holding weight too much with uh, with this stuff. All right, so it's a production issue then. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Um, either that, or it's hard to get into the country. Uh, sorry, Doctor Moraz, go ahead. Um, I was just curious if there's any um, uh, any clues or any uh, any indication of price point. Uh, Maybe that'll help kind of direct our attention to kind of circling on, on, on a particular clientele. You know, a part of me wonders, uh, they're, they're selling at about 25, 30 bucks a gram. Um, 
part of me wonders if it's they're they're underselling to try to get increased attention, you know, the equivalent of cheap samples to try to drive up demand. But again, this stuff is so it's usually rare. what they do with me. Yeah, but again, this stuff is so rare. Word of mouth is so strong that uh, it's kind of taking care of itself. It does seem strange to uh, sample something that is in such short supply. Yeah, that's very underpriced. Um, okay. Uh, do you know where it's coming from? Like, I know we mo we mainly uh, keep our focus to within the uh, continent of the United States, but have we heard about it popping up in in other places a lot? Is it a problem for anybody else? No, that's one of the first things I did was I checked with other DEA field offices to see if they were seeing anything else, but so far it seems isolated to LA. If it's isolated to LA, then it's got to be a production thing. It can't be a getting it into the country thing, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, hmm. All right, uh, well, uh, do either of you two have any other questions? No. I'm good. Okay, I can't really think of anything else that uh, that I that I would need from you at the moment. But thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate this. Of course, uh, let us know if there's anything we can do for you, and uh, we'll be sure to reach out if we uh, we roll anybody up that you can talk to. All right, thank you very much. Uh, and Gus hands her his business card. Emily starts to walk out. All right, yeah, uh, she'll do the same, Gus, and. Uh, yeah, you guys are free to free to leave or do whatever you'd like to do next. Okay, um, I guess we leave. So uh, one thing that I, have, I wanted to do as Victor is once I finished looking into Reverb, I wanted to actually look into the Chochos. Sure, okay. Because um, um, one thing is, is I, I think these are exactly the sort of uh, unusual... Uh, you know, things that would be right up Victor's alley. I think he'd just be interested in what they are. Sure thing. Um, so, um, the one thing, so Joe had passed this on in the last episode, uh, but um, the Chochos were mainly found in Malaysia and South, mainland Southeast Asia. Uh, Vietnamese Chochos were U.S. allies in the Vietnam War, and a lot of them moved to the U.S. after um, they were kind of targeted for their assistance of the U.S. Um, from what you can tell, they've been subject to deep, deep prejudice and persecution among other Southeast Asian emigrate communities. Um, and that's mainly due, from what you can tell, an, an odd religion that they practice that's kind of esoteric. It involves ritual sacrifice and self-mutilation. Um, however, there is a well-funded advocacy group that's local to Los Angeles called the uh, Chowchua American Advocacy Alliance, the CAAA. And uh, it's actively working to protect the uh, the reputation of the Chochos and improve their social, political, and economic standing. Um, is there any chance that I could uh, look a little bit deeper and maybe try and find things like uh, distinguishing characteristics of the group? You know, sure. I mean, if, uh, physical descriptions, things like that. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Um... So this will take you the rest of the day to dig this stuff up. Um, okay. But what you are able to find is that the Chocho names, they follow uh, Malay, Vietnamese, Cambodian, and Chinese linguistic traditions. Um, the Chocho language itself is very is not very well known outside their, their more insular communities. Um, but anything more than that is going to probably take you another day of research. All right. 
Honestly, we're not on the timeline here, right? I don't think we are, no. No, you weren't given any kind of timeline. I mean, generally, with these things, the quicker the better, but I'd say we we could probably take our time, do things thoroughly, get it done properly. Um, so, uh, has Vic Victor, have you sent us any of this information, or are you kind of keeping this close to the chest for right now? I wouldn't keep it close to the chest, but I don't think anything I've learned is uh, is really all that informative. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I uh, I would try to keep communications via text as as few as possible between us. Okay. Um. So I'm I, I'm assuming you know that we'll be we're going to meet up pretty soon because after you guys you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't really have any place else to go after this, uh, do we? You could go to that club. I mean, the club's not going to be open. Ah, good point. I mean, unless we want, like, unless... Well, I'll just do this in character. Gus, do you think it's a, there's any value to scoping out the club before it's open? Seeing if there's uh, any characters that uh, might be in the neighborhood or... Might provoke any suspicion from you? I was considering it. Um, it might not be a bad idea to see if anybody's coming and going throughout the day. Um, I know that, you know, it's not going to be open until night, but it might be a good idea to see who's coming and going before the foot traffic of a busy evening uh, sets in. Not a terrible idea. It's a bar, right? It is a club. And uh, a um, yeah, a quick internet search like it's uh, it's a party club. Okay. Yeah, I would have actually wanted to do like a quick Google search of the club when we were in the car, just to kind of confirm. It's like, pop. It, it's popular. It's not exactly upscale. Uh, it's probably on the lower end of that whatever that scale is. Um, probably, is it, so, I'm sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say probably a little dingy, um, more than a little shady, but uh, people love it because it's cheap. Drinks are cheap, um, and it's it's always it's always pretty pretty busy okay um clientele wise uh like if i'm going on like looking up yelp reviews or something like that what are what's like the clientele like primarily oh early to mid 20s um okay yeah very very popular with the uh, ucla crowd with the college crowd um yeah so so probably early to mid 20s at the at the oldest okay but yeah it's primarily for like dancing and stuff yep um okay um, well, I'll text back Victor while I'm looking through that, and just I'll text everybody and just say, Victor, uh, find anything. Uh, yeah, I think I, Victor would um, write down the information that he got and uh, on a piece of paper and take a, a picture of it and uh, text that in response. And, and basically, you know, just the information we found, it's a mild solution, solution I can't say the word, a hallucinogen, and uh, it um, gets you gets you mildly high and makes it feel like time is stretching and repeating, and that's why it makes things like dancing and sex more interesting. And uh, it's only available in limited quantities, but everybody's interested in getting a hold of it. Um, so, can anyone read this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can try, and Sarah muddles her way through it. <laughs> My handwriting's not quite this bad. 
So uh, if you guys are are kind of uh, at a, a break again, uh, there's something else I was looking to, to possibly do as Victor. Um, I would call my contact in San Diego uh, and ask her if she knows anybody in L.A. who can get me this new th- thing called Reverb. Ooh, dark web? Um... No, I think this would just probably be somebody who I would call on on her burner phone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, my my my, uh, my drug dealer, nobody calls him that anymore, uh, is uh, Tatiana Kutsinko. Okay. And in the, in San Diego, and I imagine probably, uh, I mean, Victor would you know you know would be using a burner phone for these kinds of. Of uh, things, and she probably would have a burner phone herself. So absolutely, yep. You know, he would uh, call her up. Hey, what's going on, Victor? Uh, Tatiana, uh, t- you know I. Uh, Strasvutsia, comrade. How are you? <laughs> I have favors for you to ask you, uh, uh, Tatiana. I know uh, you know. Uh, maybe you don't like competition, but I'm I'm here in LA. Um, and uh, I, I met these two chicks at the pool. I, I told them uh, I told them that I am a producer, and uh, they are asking about this thing. I, I've never had it before. It's called reverb. You ever hear of this? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's uh, up and coming. Yes. Tatiana, if if there is somebody here in LA you can set me up with, uh, it would be very helpful to me. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course you know what I mean. <laughs> she laughs. Um, there, there's this guy you know. His name is uh, Evan Huang. He may be able to help you out. Huang, huh? Evan Huang. Um, uh, how do I get a hold of him? Uh, she uh, texts you his uh, cell phone number. Okay. There you go. Um... You give him a car. You tell, me, you tell him Tatiana sent you. All right, uh, Tatiana, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, what are you going to do once this uh, proposition passes and uh, marijuana becomes legal, huh? I'm going to go legit, Victor. I'm going to make a shit ton of money on taxes. Good for you. Good for you. Talk to you later. Hey, we'll see you, Victor. All right. So... so I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask... Uh, um, because if I'm not mistaken, and this is out of kind of out of character right now, if I'm not mistaken, Silk Road closed in 2016 or 2017. I think it did. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in character, then, uh, kind of after we've all written down, um, or after we've all uh, translated what uh, what Victor said to us uh, via text, um, I'm going to text back uh, and just Silk Road question mark to him. Yeah, I think uh, Victor Victor would have uh, checked out. I mean, uh, dark websites as well. But generally, you know, with a lot of the dark websites, uh, it, it's all mail order type situations. Like well, trying just, to meet yeah. somebody from the dark dark web. Well, no, just, just to kind of like like I mean, all right, out of character, just to like be like, you know, it, is it on there? You know, uh, but so uh, Silk Road it was the first iteration of Silk Road was shut down. Uh, in 2013, and then 2.0 was shut down in 14. Um, 3.0 just 
it did go offline in 2017, uh, but it, it was uh, it was getting hammered pretty heavily by federal law enforcement. Yeah, I mean, and I I think yeah, you know, I mean, I definitely, I think there are probably yeah. So one of the things that I think Victor would have done is is for example, uh, search Southeast Asian uh, far, online pharmacies, and I I would imagine that he would probably be able to find it there. Uh, there are I found there are a lot of Thai sites, for example. Yeah. Um, so nothing on the dark web, and as far as the um, the like Eastern medicinal uh, online real re retailers, uh, nothing by that name by by Reverb. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, it's just so it seems to be something rather localized. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I will. Uh, I will text back to the uh, the rest of the the group. I may know a guy. All right. Well, should we go meet up with him? We can do him in uh, jail. Yeah, we could do. Could do. I don't know. Your plan to kind of see who's coming and going out of that club has has really tickled my fancy. Oh, uh, I start the car and uh, we'll head over. Sarah, what do you think? Uh, Sarah is, uh, I believe, Sonia is incapacitated at the moment, dealing with okay. her dog. Dog. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, what What do you think, uh, Dr. Mraz? Uh I think I'll park a few blocks away, if you don't mind uh, taking a walk uh, from there and seeing what, this, uh, what the exterior is like, seeing if anyone maybe... And, it, and again, you're probably a little, little bit more perceptive and sensitive to these things than I am, but, uh, you know, with, what with years of racial profiling and all, uh, seeing if there are anybody, uh, any, any characters worth investigating. Uh, he just kind of gives her a little bit of a, an odd look. She kind of gives him a, a little bit of a shitty grin. Years of racial profiling, huh? Yeah. You are FBI, aren't you? Yep. All right, let's go. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, pull up outside Studio Overground. Uh, it's not too far from downtown. Actually, uh, let me pull it up on the map for you guys. Uh, that in Koreatown? Yep. Okay. Uh, so then Emily will park like closer to Olympic and uh, yeah, down by Olympic. Orolo. Uh, Orolo. Orolo. Yeah. Orolo. Okay. okay. All right. So yeah, a couple blocks away. Yeah. No. No issues finding parking. Uh, yeah. So she parks. Uh, she turns to Gus. Are you ready? Yeah. Can I do a human check to see if he was offended by my joke? You don't need human to know he was offended by that joke. He was incredibly offended by that joke. What? I can't, uh... I, I, I apologize if uh, my passing remark was taken uh, as anything less than humorous. I didn't find it particularly funny, if we're being honest with each other. You know, I put up with a lot of shit and a lot of racism from people for whom my wife is. Uh, and I just prefer not to have to deal with it at work. Or to have, to have it be implied that I'm somehow racist myself. I understand. Well, uh, consider, uh, consider this an apology, then. Yeah, well, thank you for that. I'm sorry, do we know who, who, like, what kind, 
So it's usually college college age kids usually frequent this bar, yes? Yes. Are we dressed in any capacity? Wait, are we going to just scope it out right now? Yeah, we're just scoping out like the like because since it's closed right now, we're just kind of scoping out the block, seeing if there's like uh, anybody out there who's like maybe you know hanging around the building or anything like that, or if there's maybe even like I'm thinking if the, maybe there's like even like any uh, any staff who are already there doing any kind of like prep work or you know who are, like have an earlier shift or something. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah, so it is later in the in the uh, afternoon, probably early evening, and uh, there there are some staff coming and going uh, that are clearly um, getting ready for for the uh, for business that night. Do we notice anything in particular? Does anybody stand out? Make an uh, make an alertness check. Everyone? Did I do that too? Yeah, everybody who's paying attention, go for it. Like everyone is paying attention. Good. Hey, Good look at you guys. Yeah work Ooh, success is over yeah um you do notice uh, a young woman probably in her early 30s um kind of hurriedly rushing towards the club um dressed in what what appears to be a waitress's attire um white shirt black slacks uh an apron scrunched up in one hand um kind of struggling to put, stash her phone in her purse as she's hurriedly making her way to the door. Um, but uh, it's clear she's making her way to Studio Overground. Emily will keep eyes on her, but, yeah. Okay. She yeah, I don't know what I would do with that information. I'm, honestly, this is not my scene. <laughs> this is not what I do. <laughs> I mean, it's I not, yeah. Clubs in my free time. I don't know what to do with this scenario. This is Sarah saying that loud. Uh, uh, you see anything, Gus? Uh, that young woman kind of caught my eye. Um, I don't know, clubs aren't really my scene either, and I honestly could not get two steps away from this car without every fucking person on the street spotting a cop coming towards them. I, more than anyone else possibly in the entire world, look like an officer of the law. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> Especially in these clothes. Should I go put a... I don't know. How do you dress not like a cop? Uh, by not wearing pressed slacks and a blazer. Whoever wants to make an int check, go for it. Int? Yep. Int. Including me? 44. Yeah, Victor would be fucking great for this. Is that a critical? <laughs> oh, one of us got criticals. Jesus Christ. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, all three of my players... We all have critical successes. One rolled a 44, (laughs) one rolled a 55, one rolled a 33. What the... I don't even know what to do with that. I don't even know what to do with that. (laughs) Can we just have, like, a montage scene where we all get makeovers and look like young people? Yeah, no. uh, Yeah, case is solved. Uh, You guys figure it out. Uh, Because you synchronize with the planets. I don't know. Some shit. Uh, No, Victor would be fucking great for this. Victor, uh, Victor, or... Victor. Yeah, he does not look. He is not law enforcement by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, Victor looks like he's done plenty of drugs. Uh, uh, you know, he is. Is he in the car with us? No, no. Okay. I mean, that's true. He also looks like he probably frequents cheap bars. You know, a lot. I feel like I would drop kick the first person who tries to flirt with me. 
Okay, so you're not going in for sure. I'm not yeah. going in. I don't I mean, think Brad can go in. You look too wealthy. Healthy? Wealthy. Wealthy. I mean, I could probably. I mean, I give I give off enough "don't fuck with me" vibes to like get in there and be left alone for the most part. That's true. If you were to go in accompanying Victor, but in a definitely a different outfit, and like, yeah, maybe. All right, let's go back and speak to Victor about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I take I take off. Okay. And yeah, there were we no the there were no shady dealers like hanging out like propping up the the corner of the bar or anything like that or in any of the adjacent alleys. Um, either it's too early for that or um, there's nothing else that really popped to your attention. Just you know, um, the typical innocuous stuff. But you head back. You head back to the hotel, and uh, of course Victor and Joe are there waiting for you. Victor, Joe. Um, you find anything? Unfortunately, I don't think we did. Uh, nothing that you don't already seem to know, given your uh, note. And I uh, sort of tilt my head up towards the piece of chicken scratch paper that was on the whatever surface he used to write on. Yeah. I um, I also have these, and uh, I'll show them the number of uh, Evan Huang. And apparently he is a guy who, who may, be, may be able to... Uh, Hook us up with River. Okay, I, where do we where do we find this this gentleman? I I have phone number. I give him a call. We make a we make up uh, appointment. Okay. I mean, uh, I would suggest uh, we not take uh, Gus. Uh, he might, uh, but uh, Sarah, you know, with different shirt. Uh, yeah, you could come along. I don't want to go by myself. I no, mean, that's probably the bad idea. I'm. Yeah. Well, I Victor, we, we, I'm sorry. Go on, sir. No, I. Again, I, I'm stocky enough that I can be like a pseudo bodyguard, or act as the bodyguard capacity for the deal. I've I've seen you in action. As long as we don't have to sneak up on anybody, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victor, actually, we were talking in the car. Uh, there is a club that uh, that. Uh, Sorry, uh, out of character. So, at the club, there have been accounts of people dealing it there, or people have gone missing there. Uh, no, the just that um, a, a lot of users pop up there, and they did find they did okay. they did pop a couple of guys who were dealing methamphetamine and MDMA, um, uh, specifically MDMA. They did pop a couple dealers there that were holding reverb. Um, that, okay. that, okay. that were uh, at the club. It. That's, yeah, as long as it's not people disappearing. Um, but yeah. Uh, According to our contact uh, at the LAPD, there have been uh, dealers who've been busted at this particular club. Maybe, well, maybe you can go there and uh, scope it out. Give it, a, uh, give us a fresh set of eyes. Sure. Hey, you want me to go to club? Why not? Want is a strong word, uh, but. Uh, you are the only other person aside from you, Joe, who hasn't uh, been to this establishment. And then I look kind of like over to Gus, give like the once over. Um, and I don't think Gus has the uh, the personal sartorial sense of style to uh, blend in. 
Well, if um, I rolled a fifty-five, to... I can blend in wherever I want. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> if I am going to this club, I, I think maybe I, I change my shirt, and you can see Victor has on a, a T-shirt that says uh, Trump twenty sixteen, <laughs> um, red, white, and blue. He says no. I don't know. Kids, um, kids don't seem to like this one. Um, and maybe he, something he, more neutral. Yeah, he he gets uh, he puts on a, a Disneyland. Uh, shirt. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I'm ready. And, uh, you know, we're in well, Southern it, The club yeah. doesn't open until later this evening. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I can I can work on computer. We can uh, try and contact Evan Huang. We should, if you want to make, if we want to make an appointment, we should actually contact, contact him as soon as possible. Yeah. He, he may not be available, you know. He may, may take time. Um, sure. I'll go ahead and, and, uh, uh, probably, I would think, fairly standard would be uh, to text at first and just say... Um, well, Tatiana told you to say something, right? Right, yeah, but I mean, I don't, I, I don't think you would go throwing around people's names like that. And no, I call them. You're right. I call them because less likely, you know. So, I, I would call them up and say, um, and, and just, you know, let it ring. Uh, it goes to voicemail. Okay. Uh, and voicemail, I would say, uh, um, Evan, this is a friend of uh, Tatiana from from uh, San Diego. Uh, she says uh, maybe uh, you know some places uh, in uh, Los Angeles. I can go out, have fun, get things. Uh, give me a call back. And I leave my, my number. Okay. Because I'm sure this, this phone would have uh, the uh, call ID, caller ID blocked, so I would have to give him my number manually. Okay, yeah, no problem. Okay, uh, we'll see if he called back. Well, I don't know if there's anything else we can do until nightfall. Yeah, I guess we should just uh, get some rest, maybe get some food, uh, kind of figure out what we're doing and go from there. Joe, yeah. do you want to for a beer? Sure, beer sounds good. Sarah, what are you doing? Is she not here right now either? Okay, she says yes, probably. <laughs> or maybe not, I don't know. Uh, Victor, what are you doing? You want to go for a beer? I'm sure they have vodka. Yeah, I mean, I guess, probably. He's still here. So. Come on. All right, let's go. Okay. All right. See you guys. Somebody smiles back at him. That's awesome. Oh, he's not he's not looking at her at all. Oh, <laughs> he just smiles she just smiles as he leaves. Uh so there's a hotel bar. Pretty easy to find to get a drink down there. And yes, they do have vodka, um, beer, whatever you guys need. So I think at this point Victor would say um to everybody, uh he would buy uh three shots of vodka. Um and uh, ask that uh, if, if they don't have a, a bottle of vodka frozen, you know, not frozen, but in the freezer, ask ask them to uh, shake it on ice and, and get rid of the ice. Okay. Yeah, they do. And, and he would say, uh, do you guys know, know how to do uh, shots of, of vodka? Like, you're Russian. <laughs> I assume very quickly and often. <laughs> that is true. But no, it's trick to drinking vodka. You don't know this, do you? I'm not really a vodka guy. I'm more of a bourbon dude myself. 
He says, look, it's, it's very simple. He, he takes a shot and he, he puts it down on, in front of him. And then you see him and he just exhales all the breath from his body, you know, until, and he's blowing, just blows it all out until there's nothing left. And he picks up the vodka and drinks it, puts it down. Smooth, no cough, no nothing. Okay. Very try it, try it. And I'm excited about myself, no thanks. <laughs> Gus, you try it. I mean, yeah, what the hell, sure, why not? Gus, give it a try. <laughs> and the weird thing is when you actually drink it that way, it's like much smoother than normal. Probably because you have no air in your lungs to do the <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Victor says, hey, yeah, that's right, that's right. When you when you you take shot, you you take breath afterward, and all air comes through your mouth through alcohol and brings it into your lungs and burns. Yes, <laughs> takes a Russian to figure this stuff. That is a neat trick, and I will keep it in mind. Thank you very much for showing me, Victor. Hey, you know. Hmm. Did Emily take the shot? Emily's not there. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Joe Joe pounds it. Of course she does. Does she do the trick first? She does. Like a goddamn pro. Victor, your phone rings. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I pick it up. Uh, hello. Who is this? Uh, this is friend of uh, Tatiana. My name is uh, Victor from San Diego. I don't know. It's a female. Uh, I don't know Tatiana. How do you know Evan? I was given his name. I am in town. I am looking for uh, something special, you know? Have you seen him? Evan, have I seen him? No. He's... Who are you? This is... I'm a sister. I'm... My name is Alicia. Where, where is my brother? Alicia, um... Maybe it's better... Uh, we meet you somewhere. Can we do that? How do I know you're not the ones responsible for my brother going missing? Because if we were, we wouldn't have called him on the phone. Okay, so tell you what. Um... We meet you somewhere public. You choose place. Fine. Um, let me see. Uh, there's a tea house up in Chinatown. Uh, Yangon Tea House. Meet me across the street. Across the street from a tea house in Chinatown. Okay. Um, and I'll tell her, you know, I mean, it, it's going to take us some time to get there. It's, uh, it's halfway across Los Angeles, but we'll be there. Fine. She hangs up. All right, and I will tell everybody. Uh, looks like my contact is missing, but uh, maybe we can talk to his sister, find out what happens. That sounds like an idea. We might need might need uh, Emily for this. This might be a lead. Right. Uh, meanwhile, DM, how long have they been been going doing this? Uh, Fifteen twenty minutes. Really? Just that was that quick to do a bunch of shots? Yeah. Yeah, they're pros. The Russians doing shots doesn't take long. I figured. No, right. I was just I'm talking, I'm talking about the bartenders. But uh, okay. Well, it's it's all it's it's maybe late afternoon, early evening. We'll say mid evening. Um, hasn't filled up like that yet, and it's a it's a shitty hotel bar. Okay. Uh, so I am going to I'm going to go to Gus's room. Okay. Uh. Is there like a do not disturb sign on there? Gus? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so Emily's going to go straight to the front desk. Okay. Hello. Uh, hi, I'm sorry. I'm staying in room, and I'll give them Gus's number, room number. Uh, I'm going to be heading out. Could you just make sure that there's uh, fresh linens and towels uh, before I get back? I'll be back in about uh, 20, uh, 30 minutes. Uh, of, of course. Yes, ma'am. We'll get that Thank taken you. care of right away. Uh, and I dip out. Uh, I'm going to go back to my room. And after about five minutes, just kind of like lurk in the hall, uh, seeing if uh, anyone comes to Gus's room. Yeah, uh, housekeeper comes up, uh, probably about fifteen minutes later, and uh, has a cart with uh, towels and linens, and kind of walks in and walks out, looking a little confused because the room was just made up. So uh, before she starts to head out, uh, I will uh, excuse me. I'm sorry, uh, my husband's actually uh, downstairs at the bar. Uh, I, I, thank you though, and uh, I'll shut the door behind me. Okay, make a uh, make a persuade. Ooh, natural one. Very <laughs> smooth. She buys it and uh, and is like, yes, of course, ma'am. And thank you. Hand, actually, hand, actually you? hands you some some fresh towels. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Can I ask something really quick before uh, we go further with this? Sure. Um. So it's been like our whole interaction at the bar lasted maybe twenty minutes. Is what you said? With the phone call and the discussion afterwards, yeah, let's say 20, 25 minutes. 25 minutes? Okay. Uh, and then after that 25 minutes, we head back to our rooms to get ready to go out, I would assume? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Whatever you guys want to do. How long has it been now for Dr. Morath? Say probably... I'd say she probably has about a five-minute buffer. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick search, uh, look around the room, see if I notice anything peculiar. All right, yeah, go ahead and make your search uh, search roll. What the fuck is going on tonight? Yeah. No, it's like highs and lows. <laughs> it's like five criticals. An 11. Um, I mean, you find his luggage, you find, uh, you go through his luggage, and you, you don't find anything out of the ordinary. Uh, and I'm not, like, looking too hard. I'm just kind of, like, flipping through things, like... Uh, we'll say just because I got so low, just kind of like casually slipping through things. Um, and I'm just kind of looking around. I'll look in the, the bathroom, look in the mirror, kind of check, make sure I'm Gus, good. Uh, kind of a... Gus, what kind of stuff do you have in your room? If anything. Uh, no. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. He didn't bring any like uh, personal effects or anything like that with him. He probably rarely does. Okay. Just like changes of clothes and equipment and maybe a couple of like Elmore Leonard novels. Of course, I like it. Uh, so yeah, you've got go. you've got a uh, there's a paperback copy of Riding the Rat on his nightstand. Uh, probably, okay. probably been read a couple times. I don't really flip through it. I just acknowledge it. But I, I, I will at one point go into the bathroom, notice like his toiletries out, and he maybe like his toothbrushes askew, and just kind of straighten it out, and then leave. Okay. Head back to my room. Way to be a creep. I will say he does have a lot of, like, he probably has lots and lots of hygiene products. You could maybe glean that, uh, glean information from that, that he's a little bit overly concerned with the way that he looks, maybe. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead and make an alertness check, Gus. I've never wanted to succeed or roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. 
you you hear the click of a door, um, just as you're rounding the corner. But since there's no like do not disturb sign on your on your door, you're not seeing anything swinging. So it, it could have been any door, but you wonder. Okay, so as I'm rounding the corner, I hear the click of a door. But when I get to the hallway itself, is she already gone? Yes, because you guys are kind of in the same general area. But I don't see her. I don't see her door. You don't. You just hear. You hear a door shut. Okay. Um, when I get into my room, do I notice anything out of place? She mixed around with my toiletries and stuff. She did. Yeah. So, um, you know, your your razor, your um, your toothbrush, some of your toiletries are now. I just made sure everything was straight. Yeah, everything is a straight. And you're, you're a very consci- conscientious man. You're not that conscientious. Yeah, I'd say he's a little messy with that kind of stuff most of the time. Yeah, um, and we'll even say a discarded towel, um, maybe used to wipe your hands after you wash your hands getting out of the airport, has been neatly folded and placed on the sink. Emily, you cool with that? Totally. Cool. I'm going to even say that he just notices the fresh towels on the bed and kind of assumes that it was a like hotel working staff or something and, and thinks it's weird that they touched his things. Okay. Because there's not really enough. There, there would be absolutely no reason why he would be suspicious. Emily, do you do you wear perfume? I do, actually. Uh, Gus, you get, a, you get a whiff. And it smells familiar. Ooh, that'll be enough to do it. Yeah, I was, just, I was willing to just kind of like completely give it over, but that would be enough. I, I, wanted, I wanted to just give a little bit for you to go on. Um, Emily, you cool with that? Yeah, no. Uh, uh, let me figure out during the break what my fragrance is. Yes. Sure. Okay. Gus, what are you doing? Uh, just as a side note, uh, Emily's fragrance is Black Opium by Yves Saint Laurent. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Not that I know um, what it smells like. <laughs> so does he immediately connect the smell with Emily? Yeah, I don't bathe in it, but um, I'll leave it up to him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to do like a check or something. Yeah, because I don't feel like it's fair. Because like I know that she was in my room, but Gus doesn't. Gus doesn't know that, and there's no reason for him to know that. The smell might kind of trigger something, but yeah, and maybe. Could it just be like a straight int roll? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Just do that. Just roll intelligence. No. Ooh. Yeah, nope. Seems kind of familiar, but he doesn't quite place it. I might do I might do another one the next time he's close enough to Dr. Morass to see if it shakes something loose, but for now, no. Not at all. Okay, you got it. So what does the group do next? Well, I'm just in my room. I, I wasn't invited to the uh, to the powwow after hours so i'm just i'm i've just always been in my room working on my my book right journaling things like that um yeah Mm -hmm. let's talk about the book real quick emily uh what do you what do you write on your laptop uh yeah so i mean uh it's mostly just about so i mean i keep to i keep one journal which is like my like my day-to-day observations about things i try not to hints too heavily at the specifics of what we've gone through, but like things like the end of sweetness, like uh, uh, there was definitely a lot of like very elaborate uh, um, emotional, uh, I guess, allegories that she was kind of diving into, but not really talking about the specifics aside from like mentioning, you know, Sarah Garrison 
Um, and then there's the actual book, which is more just like about like psych profiles and, and uh, uh, but doesn't, uh, none of that book has anything to do with uh, the specifics of the case, uh, cases that we've been on. Okay, cool. Uh, more just kind of like exploration of like, she's using, um, like she's used like the Sarah Garrison case to kind of like flesh out some, some case study uh, profiles that she's been working on and kind of using those to reference in different chapters about uh, like disassociative personality disorder and things like that. But Okay. Um, Victor, what were you, uh, what were you going to say, sir? Oh, I was just going to say next, I thought we were going to go to the Yangon tea house to meet with uh, Evan Huang's sister. And we yeah. wanted to grab Emily to take, take her along because there may be some psychology that's needed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, we would just tell Emily uh, what's going on, that uh, it seems like we made contact with the sister of a drug dealer who has gone missing. I'll be ready in five minutes. All right. And, uh, yeah, I, just, I guess I'll meet them at the bar. <laughs> Excuse there. me, I'm sorry. No, you're good. That was coming. I knew it. I'm sorry. No, you're okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we will all head. I think uh, it's late enough in the evening now that it's, it's probably after dark now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it, Vic- I would say, yeah, it is. Like, yeah. So Victor's going to throw on a light jacket because um, it's always gets cold at night and, uh, and it's uh, jeans and sneakers with his Disneyland t shirt. All right. <laughs> And by light jacket, I don't mean a dress jacket. I mean, you know, like a, like maybe a hoodie even. Okay. That's not like one of those felt jackets with the like dragons on the back. <laughs> we are in Chinatown. That'd be um, kind of bad, even for Victor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Gus is gonna dress a little bit more casually. He's gonna not do the suit and tie thing, uh, and just do like a white t-shirt, uh, like a black bomber jacket, and some jeans. All right. Yeah, I'll say it's probably about eight eight thirty at night. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll meet everyone in the bar. Uh, just kind of uh, Scully style pantsuit, you know, black blazer, um, black slacks, white uh, button up shirts, a little bit undone. All right. No sunglasses. Right on. Hmm. Sarah's in her usual. She's basically ready for anything in like dark, dark jeans, boots, um, t-shirt, and leather jacket. Is uh. Do we know if Gus is, like, armored up, or...? I would say he's probably wearing... Uh, there's two options for the, the the Under Armour stuff, and I'd say he's wearing the, the like, the slim one. Yep. That he can fit under his shirt. Okay. Uh, also, I have my baton in my pocket and a gun in the uh, tucked into the back of my pants. You got it. Sarah's got, like, two knives in her boots. She's got um gun in her back pocket. Back holster, rather. Well, side holster technically, and then um, I think she would also wear um, the Under Armour. Okay. Yeah. So the concealable uh, vest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's it. Yep. So that's plus three to armor. So that'll like you just subtract that from whatever damage you guys take. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of uh, look at look kind of look the group over uh, as we meet. I guess uh, I guess we'd meet in the lobby, not at the bar, but up to you guys but so just kind of like look them over silently and uh let's go aren't you a bit overdressed aren't you a bit underdressed not really yeah not for the type of work we're doing 
Would you stand in front of me and you know, prevent any kind of mess from getting on my nice suit? Yeah, you're tall, though. Shall we? Uh, <laughs> do you have anything other than a suit? I can leave my blazer in the car. So that's a no? She kind of looks at you curiously like, what, what, like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, so guys, a shirt. I think I think um, one of the things here, uh, this girl sounded desperate. Uh, maybe if we can convince her that uh, we are cops working on the case, uh, you know, maybe she will share some information with us. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's great. That's what badges are for. But we don't want every single other person around us to know that. I think we'll be all right. Shall we? Uh, Dr. Moraz, I'm not trying to be confrontational here, but I don't think you're the best person to make that call. Have you been on a lot of stakeouts before? Met a lot of a lot of criminal elements? No, I, I haven't, Gus. Okay, well, I have, and I'm recommending that you maybe get some more casual clothing. We're going to an area in which you might stand out. That's not really the best thing for this sort of uh, assignment. I'll see what I have, and I will go and, like go to back to my room uh, I will take off my blazer uh, and put on the most casual cardigan that I own <laughs> <laughs> which is still probably pretty expensive she's a walking target on her back uh, hey she doesn't shop at Target how dare you <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah I mean it's it's a dark like a, it's a dark uh, dark card uh, like dark cashmere ca- cashmere cardigan so it's uh all right, and she will she will like roll up her sleeves a bit so it's a, a little bit more cash. Okay, uh, when you come back down, he kind of uh, I guess is gonna look at you and maybe just like put his head in his hands a little bit and go like, oh. "Okay, thank you very much for doing that. I appreciate that. Thank you." So for the fifth time, I'll ask, "Shall we?" <laughs> yeah, I guess we shall. Struts out. All right. Um, so yeah, you guys make your way to the, um, um, Yangon Street, uh, Tea House, uh, the address that was provided to you by, uh, Alicia Wang. When you get there, there's, there's nobody across the street from the Tea House. Uh, can we do like a, uh, I don't know what the perception, uh, alertness. Yeah. Alertness. Yeah. To just kind of see if there's any other people in this like area. That... Sure. No, I'm still, uh... Oh! Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to look around. Go for it. No, oh. 64. Oh, damn. Hey! Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, the first thing you notice is there's there's an older man um, at the tea house itself who is uh, sweeping off the sidewalk um, and, you know, cleaning off some streaks from the outside glass. But as you look around... Um, you do see a young woman, um, probably in her late teens, maybe, um, kind of standing around the corner, um, on the street. Okay. Uh, this does not look like the woman that we saw going towards the club. No. Um, the woman, the woman you saw at the club was definitely Caucasian. She, she is, um, definitely of Asian descent, um, black hair. Uh, kind of tied back in a ponytail, wearing um, street clothes, common street clothes, and she's looking at you guys nervously. Uh, doesn't doesn't come out from her position to to engage you guys at all. 
Oh, she spotted us already? Yeah. Yeah, she, okay. was in, she was in a position where she could see, watch you guys drive up. I would I would walk towards her and say, um, Alicia, my name is Victor. We spoke on the phone. Sarah's walking with him. Yeah. Um, yeah Gus is going to hang back. I'll hang back with Gus. And I guess Joe. Yep, Joe, Joe's with you guys. Um, yeah. Do you know where my brother is? No, we do not, but um, we are looking for we, him, too. Why don't we head inside the tea house and we can talk some more there? I'd rather stay out here. It's a little less... Um, hmm. Look, right. Alicia, your, uh, your brother may be in big trouble. You, what do you mean? We can help. We can help. What do you know? Your what do you brother... mean he's in trouble? You said he is missing. Since last week. Yes. And uh, based on what we think he has been doing, if he's missing, that's not good news. If cool? anyone can help him, we can. Are you need to be straight with us. Are you cops? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. We, right now, you should be more worried about seeing your brother again, not whether he is in trouble. I, I want to see him again. Then you need to talk to us. May I introduce you to my friend? Yeah. Okay. I say, Gus, Emily... I, I marched a motion over to Gus and Emily and the rest was like pushing them over. What? You're all cops? Uh, we're with a we're on a special ta task force regarding some things your brother has been doing. Not him specifically, but bigger circumstances. What was he wrapped up in? Like, task forces and cops? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Alicia? If it's okay with you, we are not here to hurt you. We are not here to try to corner you. But it would probably be better to speak out of sight. As we are still working this investigation. <sighs> the tea house, please? Yeah, fine. Thank you. We appreciate it. Then we head into the tea house, presumably. Okay. And yeah. So, yeah. So Gus and, and Emily, we've we've invited you guys to. Yeah. No. Uh, Emily looks kind of impressed at uh, Sarah's uh, uh, persuasion tactics. She was being honest and straightforward, which Emily probably wouldn't realize. Oh, you want to try me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys invited us to come with you? Yeah. No, I motioned yeah. you guys over. Like, come on, Sorry. inside. I missed that part, yeah. So you guys get inside, and, and the owner um, kind of looks up and smiles and, and gestures for you all to take a seat. Um, he brings by some menus uh, for you all. Um, there's tea on there. There's, um, let's see here, tea and snacks, you know, stir-fried vegetables, stuff like that. Uh, a dish called uh, pork bonzao. 
Um, but yeah, uh, they just set it down in front of you, and, and Alicia takes a seat across from you guys. So they bring us this food without us ordering it? No, they or? bring you, they bring you the menu, and just I was giving you some, some of the items on the menu. Okay, all right. Um, I mean, we did. We actually didn't have dinner. Maybe we should eat something here. I'll just get something vegetarian, uh, and then uh, a, a, a tea. Okay. Something caffeinated. Yep. What's there on the tea house menu? So you've got yeah. like t- basic tea and snacks, like uh, Asian snacks. Um, you know, stir fried vegetables, um, and then something else. Uh, another like a pork dish. It's called pork bonzao. Doesn't exactly say what it is, but um, it's one of the only other items on the menu. And that's in fact what the the, the tea house uh, the tea house owner recommends. I get a pork panza. Yeah, I have the pork. Why not? Okay. Sarah so will get like three or four snacks, but not the pork. Yeah, not the the, uh, the 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 tea shop owner is is ecstatic that you guys have ordered the the panza, and he he sets it in front of you, and um, you know leaves you with some some various sauces to to kind of like pho uh, or pho to to you know flavor it up a bit. But yeah. It's uh, it's stir fried vegetables. It's a thick, really creamy sauce, and there's a hot, peppery aftertaste. Ooh. Um, Vince, can I, uh, because I was like in the car with Emily for a little bit of time, can I make that final int roll to see if I connect the perfume to her? Yeah. And if I don't make it on there, I won't do it again. Go for it. Oh, just barely. You recognize it? Just barely, though. <laughs> It's Probably because he was sitting in the car with her for so long. Okie dokie. Go ahead. Yeah, there's no right. no artwork chain. What do you guys want? Did you did you just come here to eat? I mean, no. Sorry, we were got, we got a little sidetracked. We were we have another activity we're going to be doing regarding our case later, but it is we did contact your brother regarding something else. How much do you know about what your brother's doing? Or what he was doing when you last heard of, heard from him? Nothing. I don't know anything. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time you heard from your brother? Exactly the last time? It was a, a week ago when he left home to go out. Does he live with you? Yeah. Just you? No, me and my mom and dad. I am going to uh, dial the number again. The phone in her pocket rings. Alicia, you brought the the phone with you. May I take a look at it? No. Alicia, we would really love to be uh, of assistance to you. I understand that you're in a great deal of of worry, uh, of anxiety. but uh, Victor here, my colleague, he's only trying to help help you and help your family. Fine, yeah. Um, make a make a persuade roll. And you guys with your with your high ass human skills, yeah, okay. Uh, Seventeen out of eighty, yeah, you succeeded. Uh, she was lying when she said she didn't know what her brother was up to. Um, but she hands uh, she slides the phone over to you, Victor. Uh, all right, I am. I'm going to go to work on this phone. Just try to uh, track where it's been the last, you know, couple of weeks. She said he disappeared about a week ago, right? Yep. So I'm going to try and get as much information as I can about where where he was before that. 
uh, where where he might have been going to. I imagine, you know, I mean, I can do things like I can track his search history on Google Maps to see what locations he went to. Yeah. As well as uh, looking at uh, his texting voice, uh, you know, uh, voice and email, uh, as, as well as if he's using any, any uh, apps, you know, that are encrypted as well. Like, I don't know. Yeah, um, so this is a... There were a few around it that in 2016. There were, but this is definitely, like, this is like a track phone. This is like a flip burner phone. Okay, yeah. Um, and so there's nothing on there that speaks to his location because there isn't really a GPS app on there, but there are a, a bunch of contacts and a bunch of numbers. I'm going to try and... Uh, is there a way that I can transfer those to my phone? Uh, yeah, you can just uh, hand jam them. Just uh, yeah. put them in just, yeah, manually. All right. Yeah, I'm going to transfer all those contacts to my phone. Okay. Uh, Emily, what were you going to say next? Alicia, uh, you you claim that you don't know what your brother was doing, doing out of the house. Is that correct? Yeah. You do realize that if you want us to help find your brother, or even if you just want your brother found, uh, transparency is going to be the best... Uh, the best component in a successful search for him. Make me a persuade roll. Even with that persuade roll from before? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, wait, no, you already... No, never mind. Yeah, you already made yeah. one. <sighs> he dealt a little X on the side. Let me assure you, we do not care about that. That is not what we're here for. Is that still illegal in this thing? Apparently. Yeah. No big deal. He may have been dabbling in something else, though. Do you have any idea? Why was he do dealing? Do you know? To make money. I mean, he, he didn't finish college. He dropped out. He wanted to make some money on the side, and dealing X was a great way to make cash fast. Dad's sick. Mom's struggling. What about you? I'm trying. I want to go to college. I've got some scholarships. Did you ever meet... Uh any of his contacts or even any of his uh, customers no he didn't want me having anything to do with that in fact he was telling me all the time to stay away from clubs to stay away from certain streets he was the one telling me to stay on the straight and narrow why do you have his phone because it's the only thing we have left of him he left that before he left the house no it's what the cops gave back to us do you know the arresting officers names well, nobody arrested them. It's what they found in an alley. Do you, do you know which alley? It was south of here. South east, I think. It was by that club. Studio overview or some shit like that. Yeah, we know it. Mm. Do you well, know of anybody... Do you have... Go on. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just wondering, do you know of anybody or have any friends who have gone to this club? No, I... Evan told me to stay away from there, so I stayed away from there. What was your brother doing when he left? What was the last thing that he did before he disappeared that you were aware of? I, I don't know. He kept him to himself. He got some phone calls, and then he'd leave the house. I'm guessing he was dealing. Do you remember a name or anything at all? No, he... He didn't want me involved. He didn't include me in anything. I heard him say reverb a couple times. 
I don't know what the fuck that is, but... Did you ever have the police in, uh, in the house after he disappeared? Yeah, that's the first place they came when we reported him missing. Did they find anything in his room? I don't know, they didn't tell me. Uh, just out of curiosity, too, because I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious. Uh, is there some kind of insight check I could do for the... To see if... Or, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, like a history check. So there's something about that, the way that you highlighted that pork dish and his enthusiasm that uh, makes me feel uh, sketchy. And what about anthropology for Joe? Oh, okay, yeah, let me roll anthropology for Joe. Let's do that. And Joe doesn't know what it is. All right, all right. It tastes like pork. Hey. It tastes, it tastes delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, does it does it taste good? Yeah, it tastes good. It, it? it tastes good. Yeah, a little gamey, nice. but it tastes good. Vince, is it people? Did you just feed me a person? <laughs> no, <laughs> that doesn't sound very very um. What you might call well, it? Maybe honest. maybe you can ask the tea house owner when you guys are done. <laughs> All right. Um. So one thing that uh, I think Victor's going to ask uh, Alicia because it's the one thing that we haven't asked her about them. Um, Alicia, uh, are you familiar with these people they call Chocho? Yeah, they're they're all over the place. Mm, is, is this who your brother was uh, was working with the last weeks before he disappeared? No, not that I know of. Okay. Listen, I'm. If we're done here, I'm gonna go. Absolutely. Could we? Uh... Could you leave your number with us, just in case Yeah. We contact you about anything further? Sure, fine. Here. Um, and she scribbles down her number on a napkin and um, slides it over to you, uh, to you, Victor. Just find, right. just find my brother. If you are who you say you are, just find my brother. Do we look? She leaves. So, are we going to go to the club tonight? Oh, yeah, duh. Certainly. It's uh, it's time. Let's go, right? Not too early. As uh, as as you guys are discussing, the the tea shop owner comes by and starts clearing up your dishes and says, uh, "Did I hear you are interested in Chocho?" Uh, uh, I beg your pardon. Yes. Uh, I am Chocho. You are Chocho. I am Chocho. Yes. Uh... Tran Tran Van Gap. Tran Van Gap. Yes, Tran Van Gap. His name. Yeah, he sends his hand. Uh, Gus shakes it. Hi, I'm I'm Gus. Nice to meet you. Gus, very nice to meet you. He shakes your hands. He's grinning. Um, you like the pork bonzo? Honestly, it was the best pork bonzo I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, he's grinning. He's loving it. Lovely tea too. Thank you. Of course, yes. Uh, anytime. What? What? Uh, not many, very many people come in here asking about Chocho. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, Sarah's just freaked out a little bit, so she, I, can I do a human check? Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's just like, general freaked out, general don't know what the fuck. So, wow. He seems, he seems legit. He's just, he wants to know why you guys, like, cause again, he seems to just want to know why you guys are asking about Chocho, cause not a lot of people ask. Honestly, it's just a general interest thing, it's nothing, um, nothing too serious. Uh... I guess you could call us, I guess you could call us, uh, how would you say it, um, not anthropologists, but just kind of, you know, people who are interested in the world. 
Well, most people who want to come and talk to us are asking about cannibalism and other unsavory topics. As a player, Vince, the fact that you just said cannibalism really has me worried. Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, fuck, you did mention that they were... Uh, they had some... God damn it. I just ate a person. <laughs> Shit. Gamey pork. Yeah. Well, um... And you can see uh, Gus kind of swallows a little bit. No, uh, that's definitely not what we're asking uh, asking about. Why? Is that like a popular belief or it's a prejudice. why do people think that? It's a prejudice against our people. Some of our ancestors did some strange practices back home, but not here. Well, my ancestors started the crusade and burned people at the stake, so no judgment here. Let's be real. Humans have been shitty since the start of time and shittier to each other as well, so. Lots of them are still shitty now. Yep. Well, if you don't mind my asking, what are you looking into that has drawn the chocho to your attention? A friend of ours has gone uh, missing. Well, it's a shame. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so are we. Um, Can I get you more tea? Sure. Anybody? On sure. The, on the house? Yes. Yes, please. Okay. How long did you say you've been here, Tron? Uh, okay, now I want to roll human because I think he's going to poison the tea. Okay, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, come on. I don't know. This guy uh, is just like a nice older man, and we're all like, he's feeding us fucking people, and he's trying to poison, poison us. Oh, that's a failure. <laughs> yeah, 70, 74. 74 out of 10. Out of 10. This dude's okay, awesome. Yeah. This dude, yeah, oh, yeah, I totally trust this dude. No, I just, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, 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 I'm starting, I mean, I, I'm really starting to think that it was a bad call to come into this place. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's friendly. Like he, he wants, he genuinely wants to know what yeah. you guys are up to. I, I imagine he does, but I mean, we're looking into, you know, I mean, if anybody in LA is likely to be related to the people who are dealing these drugs, it's him. Yeah. Like, yeah. can, Sarah's had a decent human, the human on him. Yeah. So is she reading, is he overly interested? He definitely seems to be trying to get more information out of you guys than you may be willing to give up to him. Okay, he's walked away from the table now, yeah? He's going to go get the tea, yeah. Great. Uh, should we leave? Well, I don't think we should get up and just walk away right now, but I do think that we should not engage him in any further conversation, and especially not tell him any, any anything else about why it is that we're here. Why is that? Gus? Because he's not trustworthy. Why? Because we shouldn't just tell anybody we meet on the street what we're doing here. Well, just we can be discreet and also not uh, flee uh, out of some weird, uh, quite frankly, uh, vaguely xenophobic panic. No, he's being weird. He's being too interested. It's not xenophobic. Would you stop throwing stuff like that around? Also, are, do we have a problem here? Is there something you want to talk to me about? I don't have a problem. I would just like to enjoy my tea. Can... Okay, well then why don't you get back to enjoying your tea and let the adults speak? There's eyebrows went up. Tran, Tran comes back with his tea. Uh, <laughs> uh, here, here you are. Here you all go. Uh, Thank you. So, uh, what can I tell you? What can I tell you about my people? You asked yeah, how long I've been here. here. Yeah, how long have you been in the, in the States? My whole life. I was born and raised here in Los Angeles. My uh, mother and father emigrated over in, uh, right after the Vietnam War. And uh, this is uh, you've 
held this business or did you inherit it or i inherited it It was my father's um this was his place uh until he passed away uh sadly in the 80s but uh as soon as i was old enough i started running the business for him by the way gus is like dead eye staring at emily and like chugging his tea (laughs) (laughs) Uh, can i make an alertness check yeah sure any other weird figures looking at us or like because now Sarah's a little on higher alert. Sure. On my, her hackles are up. Totally understood. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, 14. Yeah, yeah, no. Nobody around. Just, I mean, good that no one's around. But, yeah, but, but Sarah's also going to say, um, do you, do you get many customers? We do, mainly among the other chochos here in, in, in the community, but uh, some tourists, yeah. Uh, what what time is in the evening? It's pretty late. When do the thing usually close out? Close down? I usually close at about ten. Uh, some folks like to come in for late night tea, but for the most part, those crowds are gone by ten. Oh. Hmm. And we just managed to hit a lull because I don't see anyone else here. Slow night. Hmm. We'll try and uh, thank you so much for your hospitality. I think, and I look to Gus for a moment. I think. Oh we'll shit! Is that the time? Shit, we need to go. Sorry, we had a previous engagement we need to get to. Um, it was a delight meeting you, however, and I'm sure we'll stop by another time. Please, please stop back. I'd love to talk to you more uh, about our community. And again, the food was delicious. It was really delightful. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It's. Uh, has anybody else here had pork buns out before? No, never. Por- I'm a vegetarian person. It's ganglia paste. It's what? Gang- ganglia paste. What's that? I don't know. Google it. What the fuck? It's a ganglia are, are like nerves. So it's 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 right? probably brain-based. Oh, yeah. I don't know that uh, Victor would say that. Joe might. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe would. Joe knows exactly what it is as soon as he says yeah. ganglia. Uh, yeah, brain-based. <laughs> oh, oh. never had that before. Interesting. It's good. Well, it'd be very nice if you all stop back uh, again soon. Thank you, Sean. Have a a good evening. You too. Head out. All right. You guys couldn't sit there longer, could you? You're the one that said we had to leave. No, no, I meant... Well, okay, sure. Sure. What are you implying, Sarah? Oh, nothing. Nothing else needs to be said. Shall we uh, visit this uh, this nightclub? Uh, Gus just gets into the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I get in, I uh, undo. I take off my cardigan, uh, undo the top four buttons of my blouse, uh, roll up my sleeves, and take down my hair. Kind of do the the, the shakedown, let my hair loose, and uh, start driving. All right. Yeah, it takes you a little bit to get to the club from there, but at this point, it's probably like. Let's see, uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock, so it's, there's a crowd starting to, to trickle in. Um, um, can I just say, before, like, during the card, none of you thought that was weird. Well, I mean, uh, weird how? He seemed too interested, like, overly interested. Like, he if there was prejudice against his people, wouldn't he be more hostile? Maybe, not everybody takes it that way, right? Um, uh, it could be that, could be that he's just happy to meet people that are, you know, 
interested in his people but not interested in them in a uh, in a negative capacity but uh, he did seem a little over overly interested yet yeah. I whatever sure sorry was that not the answer you were looking for something about that place rubbed me the wrong way okay fair enough I thought he was a great guy what can I say he seemed hospitable enough he's a hell of a cook yeah well I didn't I didn't get here without listening to my gut sometimes hmm those are the best brains I ever had. Listen, Sarah, if you think that there is something shady going on there, I trust you. We can definitely keep an eye on it. Well, even in the back burner for now. Okay. All right. Yeah, we head to the club otherwise. So. Okay. Yeah, I think the kinds of questions that uh, Victor would want to ask him, he, he's not good enough at asking questions to ask them without <laughs> it being super obvious. Like, so, do your people deal drugs? You know? <laughs> yeah. I, that's, yeah. As soon as I found out he was Chocho, I was like, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Yeah. What and, I mean, Emily didn't roll high enough to be like, oh, yeah, there's something shady about, specifically about this guy. She just kind of thinks he's curious because, you know, he's experienced such hostility towards his people. Like, to have mm-hmm. people who are just kind of, like, genuinely curious about his culture seems like a refreshing kind of place to be for him. Well, it definitely doesn't have to be the last encounter. I mean, you guys can always go back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess for now we're at the club. We're, we're, we're trying to find parking somewhere around it. Yeah, you're, uh, it, parking's a bitch, uh, but you're eventually able to find something a few streets over and you have to hike the rest of the way. Uh, but you get there, mm. uh, it's busy. There's a line. Uh, it's not too bad at this point, but uh, yeah, you guys... I, by the way, I might, I make sure to park in a garage. Smart, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh... Gus is not going to go into the nightclub. Uh, as we're kind of leaving the car, he's going to look at everybody else and go, uh, "Hey, I don't, I don't think I should go in there, even in casual clothes." Um, Stick out like a sore thumb. Look like a cop. I look like a cop. I've been told I cough that bad pretty, uh, pretty strongly. So, I think it's probably best for me to stand or sit this one out uh, but I will be right outside if y'all need anything I can maybe cause a distraction or you know, flash my badge or whatever. Yeah stay on the phone uh, keep your phone out and keep an eye on it Yeah will do Well in that case I wouldn't park uh, I wouldn't like I wouldn't park in the garage I'd just park on the street if he's going to stay with the car I wouldn't stay with the car I would probably stay like find a like a maybe a like a late night diner or something like that like a coffee shop just as close as absolutely possible to okay then I will park <laughs> all right cool yeah is there anywhere nearby i can kind of plant myself yeah oh yeah there's definitely a, a spot you could hunker down at. <laughs> uh like a little little coffee shop or something food truck okay all right so you guys head in um and it's 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 busy um loud music uh so loud that of course you can't really talk to the person staying next to you um but it's packed uh you've got bar staff uh working a bar that's kind of in the center of the club wrapped around um and uh you've got wait staff kind of coming and going to different tables and booths in the uh, on the outskirts of the club itself um so yeah uh let's split up cover more ground that way uh maybe group pairs of two you um emily you might want to go with joe and i can go with victor fine joe yep uh joe will go with you emily all right victor so are there uh people running drinks here or is it just a bar just the bar are there are there people doing what now 
running drinks yeah. or, or or do you have to go to the bar nope they're running drinks I will catch somebody uh, who's uh, running drinks and it's, and it's actually uh, the young woman you spotted before is the first one you catch no I, I didn't spot her before so oh, I wouldn't right. know that okay but Sarah. Sarah's the one you I, yeah, before Okay, I would, I would, I would catch her, and I would say, um, you know, order. Um, I don't know. I'd probably just order uh, a, a vodka martini, and um, you want uh, uh, nothing for me right now, thanks. Uh, the, I'd say um, a Budweiser for her. Um, you have to have drink in your hand and drink it slowly. <sighs> um, and uh, I, uh, I ask her though. I say, uh, look. Uh, we're looking to uh, to party. Yeah, know? that's fair. I wasn't no, I'm not saying this to. I'm not saying this to. I'm saying this to the waitress. Oh, okay. We're we're looking to uh, party. Uh, you know, is there a place where we can uh, find supplies? Well, what are you looking for? Oh, you know, uh, regular stuff. Uh, I mean, I have plenty of uh, things to smoke, but. Uh, I've been hearing much of this uh, reverb. Oh, reverb. God, yeah. Um, have you had it yet? I'm looking to try. Holy shit, this stuff is amazing. Hey, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, who do I talk to? Well, I don't see the usual... I mean, you, uh, you work here, you know. Yeah, I don't see the usual guy here tonight, but uh, I see one of his guys in the corner, one of the, uh, one of the guys he used to talk to, um, a guy named Damien. Okay. Um, does she have a name tag on? She does not. Okay. Uh, but uh, Damien is uh, is the connection. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. She points him out. Thanks. He's he's in the corner. Yeah. He's kind of in the corner. Definitely, uh, kind of huddled up, and uh, definitely nervous looking. Definitely stands out in that respect. Okay. When she gets back with the drinks, I'll I'll like uh, tip her, you know, like ten bucks or something like that, you know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I and I just say to uh, to Sarah, I say, just sip it. it uh, but you you look funny without drink. You look nervous. Uh, not nervous. More like out of this is not. Sorry. Is, yeah. My no. English is not so good. Nervous. I don't know the word. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, anyway, I, I I think uh, I go tell Gus and uh, no, I do go tell Emily and Joe. Uh, Just text them, I think. Damien, yeah, da, I I'll I text them. So I'll text uh, uh, the guy's location in the corner and a description of him, and his name is Damien. Okay. Um, during this uh, DM, I wanted to take Joe to the bar and just kind of like like position ourselves over there um, and just kind of like uh, I'll order a, uh, I think I, I forget what drink I like but it's a I think it's a vodka tonic um, sounds about good yeah sounds about right yeah uh, or gin martini one of the two yeah um, and Joe do you want anything god I don't know what Joe would drink um, something sweet yeah so she <laughs> orders a uh, amaretto sour alright so I'll get her that um, and uh, can I do like an alertness, or it's just something I like? My my goal is to like have my drink, kind of 
keep my body out towards the like dance floor and towards the the, the bulk of the people and then just kind of like keep like kind of keep scanning the, the place for anybody just kind of like presenting myself in a way sure yeah um yeah make a what are you, are you looking for anything in particular just like you know dealers or anything like that or or people who might have be under the influence uh specifically under the kind of uh side effects that victor had talked about yeah uh roll alertness so good roll tonight seven out of 40 um yeah you, you definitely uh you don't see any like hand-to-hand deals going down um uh, like brush passes or anything like that you do see some folks who are either clearly drunk or clearly fucking high uh already but uh nothing that that stands out to you as being abnormal in this kind of environment but then again emily isn't much of a club goer is she i mean she's not but given her history sure. with, uh her partner and you know some other things like her college days yes uh uh, she does she has been around people who have done enough drugs yeah so there's she definitely sees that definitely sees folks under the influence um it's just it's hard to tell what is causing that influence if that makes sense whether it's certain alcohol depressants drugs whatever okay i mean but there's definitely like like you can tell when someone's on like a drug versus when they're just drunk like are there like clusters of people who are kind of just like blissed out oh yeah like like a cuddle puddle kind of thing yeah, like like just totally there or whatever it's called. Um, nothing that over, but yeah, I mean, there's there's folks who are definitely like in close physical proximity to one another. Okay, so I'll I'll kind of like I'll point them out to Joe and just tell her to keep like help keep an eye on them. Yeah, and she looks over and nods. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, uh, I'll I'll just hang out there with her until we get the text and then uh, scope out where Damien is. Yeah, and he's in the corner, um, and twenty uh, two year old. From the looks of it, probably early twenties, mid twenties, um, black hair, long, uh, kind of sloppily cut bangs in the front. Um, looks like he had a shitty haircut that got even shittier as it got longer. Um, dressed like, you know, baggy jeans, um, baggier jersey, uh, chains around his neck. Um, but does not look very comfortable to be there. Uh, looks like he's really just focusing on being around other people. Joe, hang out here for me. Just keep an eye on me. I'm gonna, I'll be back. Sure. And I'm gonna start kind of moving through the crowd. Uh, I'll look to like Sarah and Victor as I'm going. And then uh, as I'm kind of looking from them to Damien, I start to kind of like loosen up, like, uh, and yeah, I'll just kind of like slink over towards him. And I won't like directly approach him just yet. I'll just kind of like sit, kind of like curl up next to him. Kind of like acting almost as if I'm a little bit tipsier than I actually am. Okay. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Uh, Damien. Hi, Damien. I'm Emma. Yeah, nice, nice to meet you. What are you doing? Um, nothing. Just hanging out. Yeah? He starts inching away from you. All right, well, uh, can I, and as I'm doing this, like, I wanted, like, aside from his visible kind of, like, uh, um, apprehension or, or whatever towards me, um, is there anything that he's, like, wearing or any, like, anything at all that's just kind of like out of the ordinary or that kind of like pinpoint as to 
like I just need I want, I want, I'm trying to get something yeah 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 uh, with your psychotherapy the, this kid's scared uh so I, I'll lean in and kind of whisper in his ear what's wrong who the fuck are you like nothing fucking go away drunk bitch you're scared of some you're scared of something he looks at you and he's like and I kind of go steely I go back into like Emily mode oh okay who the fuck are you and I just go back and whisper in his ear. Listen, uh, you seem scared, and I, I just noticed you from across the room. And if I could notice you from across the room by the bar, then whatever, whoever you're scared of is going to notice you too. Uh, I, I'm not scared of anybody. So what's wrong? I, nothing. What the? What? The, who the fuck are you, and what do you want? I'm looking for a friend. Who? Who's your Petty friend? Wang. As soon as you say that name, he, he just... Whatever color was left in his face is gone. What do you know about Evan? I'm sorry, Evan. Uh, again, just uh, a friend of his. Haven't seen him in a while. Well, whatever, that sh- whatever shit he sold you, don't fucking take it. Have you taken it? Yeah. I'm never touching that shit again. What happened? Nothing. Nothing seems like a, uh, well, I can understand uh, nothing being a deterrent when buying, uh, purchasing a, a, a drug like that, but from what I've heard, nothing doesn't happen. I heard it's a lot of something. Yeah, well, maybe you heard wrong. Roll psychotherapy. Ooh, a four. Yeah, out of 80? Sure, that's a success. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I see uh, Emily uh, slogged up to this guy. All slinky, and I, I, I elbow Sarah, and I say, uh, "Look at her. She looks like a college professor out on prowl." <laughs> that is the worst image you put in my head, Victor. What the fuck? Jesus! Um, and Sarah like legitimately breaks face and just like, "What the fuck? I can't just see that. I hate you." It's butter. You can laugh. It's okay. No, I can't unsee that. What the fuck? Emily, he, he looks at you and he says, what have you heard? I've heard enough. What's enough? I've heard that the people who do it enjoy it. And yet, uh, you seem to be uh, an outlier. You seem to be uh, someone who did enjoy their experience. So I'm just curious what, uh, what makes you so different. And we know how people say time stretches. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that for me. What did it do for you? Time went missing. You mean you blacked out? Blacked out? Maybe. I don't know. I remember things way differently than other people tell me they happened. I remember seeing... Why didn't you come here tonight? To be around other people. Eddie, Evan disappeared. I mean, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. I don't want to be next. Have you heard of anyone else disappearing? Yeah. When's the last time you saw Evan? Last week after I met him here, I bought some reverb off him. What else did you feel? What else did you experience? I just... I remembered things that didn't happen to me. I remember things that didn't happen to anyone I know. Yellow stars that went on as far as the eye could see and shards of glass and 
I remember seeing pyramids, and I remember seeing the people building them. I remember seeing streets on fire. I don't... And as he keeps going, you're you're finding yourself being drawn in, um, almost to the point where you're kind of suffering the edges of this flashback with him. Mm-hmm. I need you to go, um, ahead, go ahead and roll a sanity. Yeah. Okay, make an alertness for seeing if anyone's either watching. Yeah, of course. Emily and Damien, or uh, or me and Victor. Sure, go for it. Yeah, forty-seven, forty-seven out of sixty-one, not bad. Yeah, thirty-two out of fifty-eight for sanity. So nobody's watching you, Sonia and uh, Emily. Manager. Sarah. Sarah, I'm sorry. Uh, Sarah, so no, no, you don't see anybody watching you? Um, or Emily? Or Emily. Okay. And Emily, you managed to stay focused enough on where you're at and when you're at, more importantly, that you don't um, you don't find yourself sucked in to, to, to that flashback. Where did you find yourself after you, you regained a sense of time? Uh, home. Um in bed can I get you a drink yeah sure what's your poison Jack and Coke kind of rub his leg a little bit reassuringly and get up and uh, start to walk back towards uh, Joe I'm a oh go ahead go ahead no I'm a text uh, Emily uh, so what just happened get anything useful well, I'll, I'll go to Joe, and I start to tell her about, uh, uh, so that kid was a user. Uh, seems to be, you know, he seems to be a very different case of someone who did, had, didn't enjoy his experience, and instead of a slow down time, seemed to lose time, blackout. Wow, okay. Um, sounds very different from what we've been hearing. He also told me some things that I think would interest you, but I think I'll give them to you later. So it was a lot, a lot of detail, nothing that, uh, nothing that I understood, but seemed strangely specific and possibly historical. Yeah, sure, um, that'd be good. And I'll text back uh, as soon as I get uh, uh, Sarah's text. Uh, former Reverb user doesn't seem to remember anything. Is also knows uh, Evan Wang. I tell that to Victor. He's not a dealer, he's a user. Shit. Hmm. Maybe we can find that strangely helpful waitress from earlier. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Go on. You know she was here earlier. She was late coming in. I wonder why. Could be could be innocuous. Or it could be something to watch out for. I don't know. Um, I need another drink. Uh, you don't. Uh Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, I, I try to, to, when I see her, I go by, I try to uh, signal her down. Sarah's barely touched the beer. Yeah. Uh, who is keeping an eye on Damien? Anybody? Uh, I yeah, would be keeping an eye on him. Okay, he slept out the back. Oh. Oh, I was going to order him a, uh, a whiskey and, and coke. Sarah's uh, going to follow. Uh, I'm going to be back. I'm going to text uh, Gus and tell him... Uh, Short description of of the guy who just slipped out back. Okay. Okay. Uh, He will uh, put down too much money on the table and get up and walk out of the cafe immediately. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and make alertness. 
Yeah, and by the way, the whole time he was sitting in that cafe drinking that coffee, he was just, like, grumbling to himself. I love it. Xenophobic. Oh, xenophobic. You're xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she got... Yeah, I was gonna wait. Oh! Work. Mm-hmm. He's jacked Can up on that cafe. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, able, you're able to catch him. It's clear he's trying to get away from someone or something. Uh, you're not exactly sure of what. Because uh, you're not privy to that interaction with Emily, uh, but you catch a guy that description walking out of the club and heading down the street. Sarah's okay. following him. Okay. Uh, I am going to cut him off. I'm assuming he he went out the back, so he's probably exiting into an alley or something like that. Yep. Why are you okay. So you're gonna go behind him, right? I'm following him. I want to keep following him. I don't know that. I yeah, just that's heard true. That we have a suspect leaving the back thing. Um, would you try and follow him or would he cut him off? He doesn't know to be aggressive. He, this is not yet. Yeah, he would never, he's not going to like punch him in the face or anything, but he might stop him and be like, where are you going? Okay. Uh, what was exact? what was exactly the text message that Victor sent him? Uh, I, I probably, I mean, I probably would just text something that said, uh, you know, uh, suspe- suspect went out back door and then I would follow it up with a, a short description of him. And then I would follow it up with uh, user, not dealer. Okay. Uh, with that information, then, uh, I guess Gus would probably follow him if he didn't think he was a, he was a dealer. Okay. Uh, so are you trying to be stealthy with it? Uh, yeah, he's going to follow him kind of like from the other side of the street. Discreet, I guess, not really stealthy. He's not like jumping from shadow to shadow. Yeah. Um, just... uh, but he's trying to act casually. All right, just roll stealth. Both of us? Yeah, whoever's following him. Yeah. Ninety-two out of eleven. All right. I told you. Yeah. He. Um, At least you get to add one to yourself now. Yeah. He looks. Directly... He's kind of doing that thing that like cops do in cartoons where they put their hands in their pockets and they whistle really loud. Yeah. He doesn't see you, um, uh, Sarah, but he definitely sees the tall cowboy cop who maybe not dressed as a cowboy right now. Um, and uh, he starts booking. I'm, I'm going to book after him. Following. Okay. Uh, let's do some competing athletics tests so both of you guys roll athletics. Oh, no. Damn it. I have good athletics. Fuck. I have Son, you got a 78 out of 60. And I got a 70 out of 60. Um, so, yeah, he trips and falls. Um as he's crossing the street and uh, clocks his chin on the pavement, dazes himself a little bit, uh, enough for you to catch up to him, Gus, and, and easily uh, put hands on him. Okay, uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna like grab him too hard, but he's gonna kind of get him by the arm and, and sort of uh, make to help him up and go. Jesus, that looked rough. Are you okay? I think he scraped your face, man. Sarah's gonna keep her distance. Who the fuck are you? What do you want? Why are you following me? Uh, well, my name is Gus. Nice to meet you. Uh, I wasn't following you, but I did see you biff your face really hard on the pavement there. He kind of wipes some blood off his chin and says, yeah, well, I'm fine. Uh, I'd like to go home now. You sure you don't want me to call you an ambulance or something, son? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, but I am going to need you to come with me and have a little conversation, though. Uh, and I think at that point, uh, Gus is going to... 
uh, pull out his identification and kind of firm up his grip on the kids up. For what? What did I do? I don't know. You were acting suspicious, kind of. Why did you run? Why were you running? Because I got people following me. Okay, well, that's something you could definitely tell to me. Who's following you? You were, you tall hick. <laughs> Again, wasn't following you. Private citizen, minding my own business. Um, why would you run if you thought I was following? He starts screaming at the top of his lungs for help. I showed him my identification as a police. Oh, you showed him. Oh, you showed him your badge. Yeah. Yeah, I showed him my identification and tightened my grip on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he says lawyer. Okay, you can go and get yourself a lawyer. Tell you what, um, I'm gonna leave you to go for now. Uh, but I would like your contact information. I think I might have a question for you in the future. Fuck you. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask people for their information? Probably not, right? Well, so here's the thing. So you can. Uh, they can definitely tell you to fuck off. Especially if you're not, like, detaining them or arresting them or otherwise requiring them to identify themselves. Are they allowed to actually tell me to fuck off? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think what I'm actually going to do instead, because I was kind of trying to figure out a way to, like, uh, maneuver this conversation to where Gus goes, like, oh, you caught me, all right, well, I guess I'll just go my own way and then let him go and let Sarah follow him because she still hasn't... Yeah, he hasn't spotted her yet. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I'm going to do that instead. Okay. He's just going to go, all right, you know what? Fair enough. Uh, but I've got my, I've got my eyes on you. So don't try anything funny. And he's going <laughs> to walk off in the opposite direction. He like flips you off with both fists and starts walking away. Uh, Gus does the thing where it looks like he's like catching a kiss. Nice. Uh, and like just puts it, puts it in his little breast pocket. Ooh. Nice. All right. Um, so Sarah, go ahead and make another stealth roll. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. You can do it, Sarah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, you follow him to an apartment complex. Okay. Uh, do I manage to see? Is it like. No, I wouldn't be able to see him without being creepy close. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But you definitely. Uh, well, I mean, is it like an interior apartment complex or is it like an exterior where like where like the apartment's on the outside? Interior. By the way, if everybody else is still in the bar, uh, now that Sarah's gone after that guy, he's just going to assume that she can handle herself just fine. Uh, he is actually going to go into the bar um, because there's no one that's in there that can handle a physical altercation at all. Except for maybe Victor. I don't really know what Victor's deal is. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, but Gus is going to go into the bar and he's just going to go up and sit at the bar uh, and not make any contact with them at all and order himself a bourbon. Okay. Oh, I just, I, I nod to uh, Joe to, as Gus uh, enters, like making her, like letting her know that he's inside. And I think he'll send them a text that's like, Sarah's in pursuit of that uh, man and out the back. I'm here if you need me. Uh, Sarah, where are you at? Uh, what do you mean? Where, like, are you, are you setting up outside the apartment complex or? Yeah, she's gonna, um, try to be as discreet as possible outside of it, but keeping an eye on the complex. Roll and she's gonna text everyone, and she's gonna check, text everyone her address, current address, and where she's at. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll an alertness for me. 47 out of 61. That's a success. Uh, Ooh. you hear screaming. Where? From the, from one of the apartments. Okay, Sarah's gonna go in. Uh, she's gonna text everyone. Heard screaming in the apartment complex. Here's the address. Come ASAP. Okay. Um, yeah, you charge in and and you follow it up to the third floor, 
and uh, it stops. Is it, she's gonna do the whole spiel about this is the police? Is everyone okay? You don't get any answers. Bang on the door. Nothing. Break open the door. Roll strength. Okay, come on, come on, come on. 24. Jesus, nice. yeah, to 60. Yeah, the, the door flies inward. Um, the deadbolt has been completely shattered out of the door frame. Um, A gun is out, pointed. The first thing you see is the entire room has been inexplicably wrecked. Um, it looks like furniture, walls, floor have been just pulverized by some kind of sledgehammer. Um, no blood and no sign of Damian Lucas. At all? Searching the entire complex? Sorry, um, apartment? Nothing. Texting the others. Damien's gone. They're screaming in the apartment. Apartment is a wreck. And that's where we'll end tonight's session. Thank you for listening to the Black Project Gaming Podcast. This has been Reverberations, written by Shane Ivey for the Delta Green RPG. Join us again for our next session as our agents continue their investigation into the resurgence of reverb on the streets of Los Angeles. Until then, I'm Vince, your host and handler, with Brett as FBI Special Agent Gus Coldwell, Cammie as Dr. Josephine McCarthy, Doug as Victor Mikhailov, Jack as Dr. Emily Mraz, and Sonia as Deputy U.S. Marshal Sarah Chakravorty. Thank you and good night.